At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is then graded by who gets to advance. So, or, or is graded by who the person, who the player is that advances to the next round. So let's review now for those who are just tuning in at this very moment. Uh, forgive me for those who have heard what we've talked about. But yesterday on the tennis picks, again, 5-0-1 or 4-1-1, depending on where you bet them. It was a banner day. It included a plus 203 dog on Paula Bedosa. And, uh, but for me and for some... I'll tell you what, I had a, while having a spectacular day, I also had one of the worst beats of of my lifetime with it. Uh, I had a four-legger at a shop that has the one set rule. And so while I hit three of the four legs of the parlay, one of which was actually plus 250 at this particular spot, so I got a great price on Bedosa, the fourth leg, Jen Brady, up a set, she decides to uh, withdraw down four or five in the second set. And so... Uh, her opponent, Ostapenko, Elena Ostapenko, advances to the next round of the tournament in Cincinnati. So for for that particular four-leg parlay, now imagine hitting the three, including the plus 250, and then the fourth, you're up a set. So you're basically three and a half and O. Oh, but because she's the one that pulls out and one set has been played at that shop, not only do you not win, but it's graded a loser because Ostapenko is the one that advanced in the tournament. Now, don't cry for me. It was a phenomenally spectacular day. I'm happy for everybody who rode our tennis pick. You see them up there, right there. A lot of green up there on the board. Um, but that sometimes, that could have just as easily gone in my favor, right? 
it could have just been who we were fading that withdrew, and then it would have gone in our favor. So it's just that's the that's the rule there at, at those particular books. They're not a majority of books. Most books will void, but at some, that's the one-set rule. It's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, and anybody, uh, however you're taking us in, we appreciate it. So um, always be aware of that stuff. Again, this is not like vague rules misapplied. You know what I'm talking about. This is just on the books kind of tennis rule. And, uh, yeah, you can't predict something like that. So what was a spectacular day could have been mega spectacular. But uh, we'll get to our tennis picks today because for the tournament now, we are either, again, depending on where you bet the Brady one, 7-0-1 with two dogs. Remember, we were 2-0 and a couple days ago. We didn't play any uh, in between. Or we're 6-1-1. So two more plays coming up later. Let's get to Warren Sharp from Sharp Football Analysis and from Sharp Football Stats and the author of the 2021 Pro Football Guide from Sharp Football Analysis. It is the great Warren Sharp. How you doing, Warren? Hey, Gil. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. So great to talk to you. That means it's football season. Um, there it is. There's a shot of your, your Sharp Football Analysis 2021 football preview. 462 pages, Warren. The fastest way to get smarter uh, about the 2021 pro football season. Before we get to some of your favorite season win totals, let me just sort of ask you a random question. When you were doing the research for it this year, as you do every year, but what was the one sort of stat or revelation that even surprised you? Oh, gosh, that's hard to pick a one stat. But what I can say is one of the things that stood out to me the most um, is how important good coaching is around the league. And if you look at it last season, the 2020 Browns recorded their first winning record since 2007. A big reason why the Bills won their first division championship since 1995, largely because of coaching. Those teams had the same quarterbacks. They had largely the same rosters. Uh, Coaching is one of the reasons why Frank Reich has cycled through Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Jacoby Brissett, Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers, and now who knows who he might have to start the season with in just a four-year span and is still getting production out of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, it's a large reason why Tua looked so poor last season, and I think he stands for a rebound this year. It's why Drew Look. Drew Locke looked even worse than what he was, and I think Drew Locke needs a lot of work, but his coaching did him no favor. So I just think around the league, just as a blanket statement, coaching is massively important. As people watch the NFL games, casual fans, they tend to focus in on players and and teams in general. They're fantasy-driven. They're looking at the quarterbacks or running backs or the number one wide receiver, and I think too many people gloss over the importance of coaching. All right, well, so since it is, since the answer was coaching, let me I lied. Let me one more question before we get to your season wins. Are you as horrified as an analytics guy uh, by what you see from Dan Campbell in Detroit and maybe specifically comments from David Culley with the Houston Texans this past week? Um, yeah, I, I sadly I'm not surprised, uh, but yes, it's it's pretty gross. The fact of the matter is, you know, I, I get these coaches, they try to, after the fact, say, oh, well, we wanted to try some things. We were looking to do a couple of different things. Dan Campbell is not the offensive coordinator, okay? Dan Campbell is the guy who's going to say, let's go for it or let's not. So he's not the one actually calling those 
second and third down pass plays that are rollouts that, you know, oh, yeah, let's talk to the office quarter real quick on the headset and tell them let's go ahead and give some passing chances here so I can see more. Of it. No, like you need to – then he comes back and says, well, we were trying to win the game, obviously. Well, no, you really weren't trying to win the game if you understood strategy. He should have been there in the guy's headset saying – run the ball, we got to win this game and, and shorten it. But I just think in general there are far too many coaches that think they know what they're talking about. The same thing with some of the comments from Ron Rivera as well. Uh, but the reality is they are probably going to make these same types of mistakes during the regular season. They're blaming it on looking at things in the preseason. Just wait till you see the regular season. I bet we're going to see some of those same things happen. Uh, talking to Warren Sharp, everybody, at Sharp Football on Twitter, one of the great football follows there is. And there, by the way, the host of the Sharp Edge. Welcome to Warren Sharp's World, uh, available where all uh, podcasts are distributed. Um, Warren, let me ask you, uh, season win total overs, what are your favorites? Let's start with the positivity <laughs> yeah it's good we got to sprinkle some positivity in here it's early in the morning uh for you guys out there look a team that i think um has a high win total but i'm not going to be deterred from going ahead and dabbling here uh, was the san francisco 49ers and one of the big reasons for me is a kyle shanahan when he's working with a number one quarterback has shown that he can deliver results the issue is he's seven and 27 when he doesn't have his starting quarterback out in san francisco uh, now you have 1a 1b i think to start the season jimmy g is your 1a but jimmy g doesn't give you a high enough ceiling to march all the way through and win the super bowl against some of these bigger better teams that exist in the nfl right now so you're eventually going to transition to 1b who Trey Lance is going to give you that higher ceiling, but the floor that Jimmy G enters the season with is substantially higher than Trey Lance. You need to knock out some of these wins early on your schedule. That's the way I see the quarterback rotation going. But, Gil, the only team to rank top 10 in I have a custom analytic, we've discussed it many times, early down success rate. It doesn't just look at success rate on early downs. It's looking more so at bypassing third downs or forcing offenses into third down when you're on defense. The only team to rank top 10 both offense and defense last year was the San Francisco 49ers, despite the fact that they didn't have Jimmy G in there for most of the, the time. So I love the quarterback redundancy that they have, that they can fall back on Trey Lance if they need to. I like the fact that they can pivot to him later in the season to get a higher ceiling. I think we're going to have some better schedule regression. Um, if you look at the difficulty of past defenses that Kyle Shanahan's offenses have faced since he's been in San Francisco, it's been brutal. It's been one of the most difficult schedules of any team in the NFL Right now, I show them playing the 26th most difficult schedule of pass defenses, so it should be much easier on their quarterbacks as well. And there's some other reasons, but I do think San Francisco, if I'm going to take a team that has a high total, I think this is a team everybody's talking about the Rams, uh, but I like the 49ers coming out of that division. And and totally agree with you about the fact that you you got to bank those wins early. If you're a team like the Niners that's trying to win a Super Bowl, you can't mess with Lance the first few games at the very least, right? Get Jimmy G in there, make sure you get the wins banked, and then maybe go from there and, and do things differently. So San Francisco, even at 10.5, do you like it? Obviously, 10 would be better if you could find that, but 10.5, you'd even play it? Yeah, I would. I mean, look, I always like to adjust my unit sizing based upon what I'm risking. And, and so, obviously, 
depending upon what your half a win is worth and where you can shop that, then yes, I, w I would definitely prefer 10. But taking 10 and a half at plus money, um, you know, you scale down how much you're risking on that a tiny bit. I, I think that there's some edge there. All right. Well, of course, the Niners open up at the Lions on September 12th and then follow up at the Eagles the following week in week two. All right. San Francisco over one more over or maybe even two more, whatever you got here. What's the next over? Um, well, I actually, I, one that I want to make sure that we dig into a little bit, Gil, is, is the Saints. And I don't like them over. They're, they're actually an underplay for me. But I do want to discuss some of the logic as to why, because I think it's, it's pretty interesting the way that I am coming to this. Okay, the, the simple answer is, well, they don't have Drew Brees anymore, and so they're likely to regress. Well, why are they going to regress? Well, here's like the snowball's direction as to how things fall apart, even if your quarterback play is somewhat reasonable. Okay, it's going to start with the play calling because on early downs with Drew Brees, Sean Payton had a ton of confidence to throw the football. And regardless of who the quarterback is going to be, there is going to be less confidence in them throwing the football. Thus, they're going to run the ball more on early downs. And you and I both know what happens when you run the ball more on early downs. It's impossible to produce the same amount of efficiency to bypass as many third downs and to get yourself into third down and short when you need to uh, as frequently. So you're going to wind up in more third downs, and you're going to wind up in third downs that have a longer average yards to go. What this is going to mean is that whoever the quarterback is is going to be in more obvious passing situations. They're not going to be able to execute nearly as well on those third downs. They're not going to have as high of a conversion rate. They are going to take more sacks and they are ultimately going to turn the ball over more often than Drew Brees did. And the result of more turnovers and more sacks and worse performance on third down inevitably is going to make this offense, in my view, significantly less efficient than it was at any point in time during Drew Brees' season, even last season when Drew Brees wasn't throwing the ball down the field quite as often. And I think that just has a ripple effect throughout the team, and that's why I think they do take a step back. I actually think the Carolina Panthers have a decent shot, you know, an outside puncher's chance of finishing number two in this division, which you can get at plus money. You can bet on Carolina to finish number two in this division. So if you if you do want to, like, push me in the corner and ask for another over, that might be a team that I'd be <laughs> interested in dabbling with. But I, I think the Saints will take a slight step back here, um, and that will open the door to somebody else in that division. And I think that that's where Carolina could end up slipping in there um, if they have a great season and if Sam Darnold ends up working out for him. So, to be determined, we haven't even seen him in the preseason yet. Yeah, to be determined for sure. We were just talking about that last night on Primetime Action, which I did with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin on MSG+. Like, what is, what is the Carolina leash, do you think, on a guy like Sam Darnold? In other words, uh, the depth chart is with P.J. Walker and with uh, Will Greer as well. Uh, not P, uh, Yeah, and so you, you really do wonder what... Um, you know, is it is it five weeks where they go half a season? And, and, you know, what is your sense of that with the newly acquired Sam Darnold this offseason? Yeah, I just, I just think that their direction, they chose to, hey, we're not going to roll out a quarterback. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be, you know, in the draft. We're going to be going with attacking through free agency, and we're going to be going up and grabbing a quarterback who has had arguably – the worst coaching in his career, if you remember when Sam Darnold was drafted, he was the youngest 
player to make a week one start at quarterback in NFL history. He did not have Adam Gase as his first year coach. It was a different staff, but his offensive coordinator was a guy named Jeremy Bates. And his strategy, I mean, he's not even coaching right now. His strategies were horrible. And then to have to go from Jeremy Bates to Adam Gase, I mean, talk about like just not even a, a positive upgrade there. Adam Gase was horrific as well. And I think they said, look, we liked some of his traits coming out of college. We're scouting him again. We think we can fix him a little bit. I think the leash is going to be somewhat long. The Carolina Panthers aren't going anywhere, in my opinion, um, with P.J. Walker. Like, I, I don't see P.J. Walker as, like, all oh, the guys that they think could take them and be potentially their franchise quarterback. This is their potential franchise quarterback, Sam Darnold. If Sam doesn't work out, they're drafting a quarterback in the next draft, in my opinion. So they want to give him – as long as the leash is possible, this is just my pure speculation to see what he can do with this offense and to get experience. That's why I do actually wish, Gil, that he played in the first preseason game. Yeah. I need to see him with live reps. I want to see him make those adjustments at the line of the scrimmage, be able to read the defense so that then they can go back on film. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's still the first preseason game. Make these corrections in film study with the staff under live fire, right? Like, and you don't get that when you're just walking through and doing things in training camp. Um, so I really hope that they get him a little bit more live experience soon. Yeah, and uh, so, okay, so over on San Francisco, under on the Saints, uh, Carolina may be a second-place wager on them in the uh, in the NFC South. Uh, I won't hold you to another season win total. Um and by the way, there's one last thing about Carolina. There is the Deshaun Watson thing that's out there. That's also part of a, you know, again, very abstract, uh, but just that's also sort of lurking in the background. Maybe not at the beginning of the season, maybe halfway through the season. We have no idea what's going to happen with Deshaun, but Carolina, one of the few possible landing spots. So that's also, uh, you know, a, a layer to that as well. Last thing here, Warren, because we only have a couple minutes. Uh, is there another bet? It doesn't have to be a season win total, but is is there something else out there that you love? Um, you know, look, I, I'll, I'll say this. I've been writing these articles for NBC Edge and, and doing videos for them, which I love getting some videos out there and posting them on, on my Twitter and, and, and on their Twitter accounts. And walking through the win total market, there just isn't nearly as much value this season as I found in years past. Um, I think the odds makers, there were a couple of bets that they jumped in front of early to reduce some team totals that I would have clearly screamed out, this is regression spots in a number of categories, and I want to look to bet the under. And so I'm just worried that there are other bettors out there that might have looked at those and said, oh, well, this team screams regression and bet the under, much like they did for the Green Bay Packers of 2020, whose 2019 season screamed that they should have regression off of a 13-win season, but the line that the oddsmakers posted was very short, and, of course, they went over that again. Um, I'm actually turning my uh, focus now a little bit more into kind of the team prop market, um, Sorry, the player prop market. I do see some opportunities there. Um, I just have to get all of my ducks in a row with, you know, trying to talk to some of the uh, people that I work with around the league and, and get on the right page there. Um, but I do think, one, I'll just toss out to you, I think there's some edges for a guy like Gerald Everett in Seattle who was handpicked uh, to come over there um, as a tight end with their new offensive coordinator. And I think there's a lot of upside. I think his touchdown mark is four. I think he could exceed four touchdowns. It's tricky to bet over uh, player props 
in a 18, uh, sorry, 17 game season, just with the injuries in the longer season. But he's the type of guy I think that will mesh really well with Russell Wilson and what their new OC is looking to do in the red zone and could exceed four receiving touchdowns. All right, Warren, uh, the sharp edge from NBC Sports. Welcome to Warren Sharp's world. Uh, of course, the 2021 football preview, the sharp football analysis, 2021 football preview, all that information at sharp football. Anything else we're leaving out here as we go to break? The Ringer NFL show. Of course, what else? Consultant to NFL teams. What else do you do, Warren? I think you covered it, Gil. Okay. Great talking to you as always. My man, <laughs> Warren Sharp, everybody, kind enough to join us this morning on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Those tennis picks for today as we continue our scorching Cincinnati Open run. Coming back on the other side, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. With football season just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on this trip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander. So it occurs to me that I should probably uh, review what's on the show, what's on this show today. Uh, Bill Krakenberger, hour number two. Sorry about the audio problems at the beginning of the show, y'all. Apologies. Uh, Bill Krakenberger, unscripted hour number two on the show. Uh, and then uh, we will also have Todd Wright on fantasy football later this hour. We'll do that. Tennis picks coming up here momentarily. And a review of Dr. Bob's week two preseason plays. And the reason we bring that up is because we are not a trends show. But once a year during preseason, we always bring bring Dr. Bob on the show. And he gives his... Uh, his just unbelievable trend that that has worked tried and true from week one to week two of the preseason, and it reveals, it applies to uh, not one, not two, not three or four, but five different plays this weekend beginning tonight. So we'll review that audio as well. Um, about tennis, in case you missed it for uh, part of the first segment, again, yesterday was a banner day. So, so three days ago, the Cincinnati Open, the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati, which is a 1,000-level tennis event. Both the ladies and the men's are in Cincinnati. There's a week off next week. Not a week off. There's like some 125 events. So there's some really lesser events that occur in tennis next week. But essentially, for the greatest players in the world, there's a week off before the U.S. Open, the final slam. So Cincinnati's this great tournament because it's all the best players. And it's not even 128-player field. It's 56 with eight buys in there. So it's a total, total uh, amazing tournament's bet. So first day, we had two bets, if you recall, on the ladies' side. Uh, one of them was Barbara Krajikova, who we also have a 27-to-1 pre-tournament to win it. She was a minus-139 favorite. She beat Daria Kasatkina, and then we had Jill Teichman as a plus-131 dog. She beat Serana Sirstea. 
yesterday, um, and again, I'll just say it because a lot of people missed with the audio in the first segment, yesterday, banner day. We were either 5-0-1 or 4-1-1. The Titsabas court a total over at the bottom. 22 games was a push. Uh, the rest of them were all winners, including Paula Badosa there at plus 203, getting it done at three sets versus Arena Sabalenka. The Jen Brady one was either a, a refund for you if you bet it at a book that uh, needs a match to be completed to be graded. It came up as a as a very unfortunate loss if you had it at a book that needs only one set to be completed, and then whoever advances gets considered the winner because Brady was up a set, and then she withdrew down 4-5 in the second. So uh, it could have been even more spectacular. And as I said, as spectacular as the day was yesterday, I had a, at one shop, and don't cry for me because it was successful everybody, but one shop, though, Brady was the fourth leg of a, of a parlay that would have been massive. So it could have even been doubly massive. Today, two picks. Two, both on the ladies' side. Want to hear them? Here they go as we try to continue our either 7-0-1 or 6-1-1 run at the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati. Two on the ladies' side, one of which has moved, and it's still playable to me, though I got a more favorable number last night. One of, And the other one is right where it was where I bet it last night. Uh, so pick number one is going to be on our girl, Jessica Pagula. Jesse Pagula, who I got at plus 114 last night, but you can find her right now as I look at current prices. She's, ooh, she's minus 112 right now. Uh, that's a big move from being plus 114. I have no idea what they were doing sticking up the plus 114 last night. Minus 112, she is basically a coin flip with Karolina Pliskova, who's a much more well-known player. But uh, And I don't really rely on head-to-head history in tennis that much. But Pagula does kind of own Pliskova. And Pagula's got the better hard court numbers here, both in the six-month and 12-month period. She's the play. Again, plus 114, obviously, much better last night. But I would still play her as a coin flip. And at minus 112, I wouldn't let it go much higher than that. Like, if it's minus 120, stop. But at minus 112, I'd still play Jesse Pagula. And then on top of that right there, Petra Kvitova, I got it minus 101 versus is on Jabour, um, or that's or minus 101. Right now I'm looking at it, and I am seeing, let's see, this may have gone the other way, yeah, plus 102. So you actually could get it three cents better than what I got it against on Jabour. Kvitova is uh, as, as tough and out as on Jabour is. Kvitova is a steely veteran and loves playing on these hard courts. So Kvitova is the other play. So those are the two tennis plays in Cincinnati, at Cincinnati today. Jesse Pagula? Don't let it get higher than what it is now, though. Um, again, plus 114 last night was the more favorable play. But minus 112, I'd still play it against Karolina Pliskova and Petra Kvitova. Plus 102 currently. I got it at minus 101 last night versus Anjabur. Pagula Kvitova. Got to always repeat these with tennis. Pagula Kvitova. <laughs> I won't say it again. Those are your two tennis picks. Dr. Bob's preseason NFL plays. In case you missed them earlier this week, they're next. A numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. 
to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Tomorrow's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod zeroes in on Del Mar and Saratoga. Millie Bolyactin of XBTV previews Saturday's Million Dollar Pacific Classic. Luis Saez talks his rise to the top of the jockey standings at Saratoga. Christy Andrews, my mishpucha from the South Point, handicaps races at both tracks. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it tomorrow morning at vsin.com slash podcasts. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod, sponsored by First Bet, and Ron Flatter will be descending on Las Vegas at some point next week. Pavarazzi, as I said, get ready. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, this is just one. I want to I read this one here. Johnny Ringo, who uh, said, uh, he tweeted out, he said, uh, thank goodness. Uh, he goes, so happy there are tennis picks. I'm all out of whiskey, and I'm staring at the revolver. Hashtag betting baseball. Uh, Johnny, you got it, man. Uh, we did we did lose our brain-dead parlay yesterday, I should mention, because we had the Reds in the morning with the Rays and the Dodgers, which ended up getting home, but the uh, the Reds laid an egg with, behind Tyler Molly, so... Uh, we didn't do. We only do the one parlay a day. We don't like re keep, you know, refiring on it. So um, that one didn't work out because of the Reds. Okay, so this we we had this on Tuesday, but I want to make sure that people got it because it's about NFL week season, uh, week two of the preseason, I should say. And again, not a trends show, not something we talk about on this show because largely trends more narrative than predictive. But once a year. Right after week one of the preseason, before week two, we bring on Bob Stoll, Dr. Bob, who's a pioneer in uh, predicting sports through predictive models. And he's got this tried and true trend. Take a listen, and I'll clarify it at the end. Well, in general, and I, I've noticed, I noticed this years ago in the preseason. The preseason, unlike the regular season, and I don't base any of my best bets in the regular season college or pro football or basketball on trends. I mean, everything's based on my math models. You know, the, the trends or situational stuff used to be more predictive back in the old days when the lines would over-adjust to recent results and such, and that way you, you could get some patterns that worked. But now everything's based on math models. But in the preseason, this angle still works. And it's because, you know, if you have motivation in a preseason game, you actually can choose to win where the other team doesn't care. They're just getting their backups in, and they're not really trying to win. They're playing situational football. Sometimes coaches want to win a game just to get a win under their belt for confidence or whatever reason. So I noticed this trend a long time ago in the preseason. It's basically it's very simple. In general, and here's the general trend, teams playing their second preseason game that lost the opener, lost their first game, uh, facing a team that won their first preseason game. Those teams that lost their first preseason game are 104-65-3 against the spread since 1994 when facing a team that won their preseason opener. Simple as that. Now, I've isolated a subset of that, which I did years ago. I isolated a subset of that that's 62-16-1 and 16 and one, one time against the spread. 62-16. and 16. The thing is, not that you don't expect anything to win at that percentage going forward. Most trends are backfitted, and we all know this, and you get some trend of 62-16, and 16, and in, in general you think, well, maybe it'll win 53% or 50 going forward. You're hoping. I mean, it's just a little bit of an edge. But I've been posting these plays on my site and sending them, to my, you know, sending them out and talking to you about them each year since 2014. In those eight years, the games are 17 and 6 since I've been posting them. So this trend has continued to win over the years. So I just 
keep posting them because people keep asking me to post them because they, they continue to do well. So it's 17 and 6 since I've been posting them. So it's, that's not backfitted at all. That's continued on. And in this case, I do think there's reason. You know, team, Coaches still want to win. They, they still want to get a win under their belt. And they might put a little more effort into actually trying to win a preseason game when they've lost the first one against a team that's won their first one. So okay. that's, that's the thing. There are five teams that qualify in that 62 and 16 subset. You want to hear him? Yes, Here please. <laughs> All right, on Thursday, New England is in that situation against Philadelphia. They're minus one and a half or minus two. The line's sort of split. So New England over Philly on Thursday. On Saturday, there are three of them. Green Bay plus two over the Jets. Seattle plus six over Denver. The Rams plus seven over the Raiders. And then on Sunday... It's San Francisco, minus four and a half over the Chargers. Now, the two big dogs on Saturday are interesting, Seattle plus six, Rams plus seven, because in this in this angle, underdogs of three or more, 23 and three against the spread. All right, so one clarification first off the bat. Uh, Patriots, not Eagles. Bob had a little wire crossed there, and he came back and he clarified. Some folks noticed it on Twitter, too. So uh, the picks are the Patriots tonight. Uh, pardon me, the Eagles tonight. Pardon me, but he said the he said the uh, the Patriots. The Eagles are the play tonight because the Eagles are the team that lost in Week One of the preseason. The Patriots are the team that won. So the only clarification there is he he had the wires crossed when he said Patriots. So it's Eagles tonight. It's a standalone game in Week Two of the preseason. The Eagles uh, plus one and a half point dogs, but all the others he uh, he named correctly. So it's Eagles tonight. Packers. Seahawks and Rams on Saturday, and then the 49ers on Sunday. But here's here's just to wrap our heads around again what, what we were just talking about. So since 1994, uh, it's just the simple, you know, team coming off a loss week one. He explained the reasons why teams coming off a fading team start coming off a win, and that was 104, 65, and three against the spread since 1994. Now the subset that he's isolated, Bob is not sharing with us exactly what uh, additional parameter is in the trend or parameters that make it the 62, 16, and one ATS record since 1994. But those are the five games that apply to the 62, 16, and one. So I'll, I'll inevitably get questions from people. Wait, what about this game? This team lost in week one and they're playing a team that won in week one. They don't apply to the 62, 16, and one. These are the five games that apply to the 62, 16, and one. And by the way, in the case of the Seahawks and the Rams games, which are both on Saturday, those apply to an even further subset, which Bob went on to talk about on Tuesday, that are 23-3 and against the spread. So he even said at the time, to quote the great VR, the great ace, uh, sprinkle a little on the money line with Seattle and the Rams. Those don't apply to the trend, though, if you sprinkle it on the money line. But he said you might get frisky and do that. So again... Um, no additional games. Yes, there are additional games that apply to the 104, 65, and 3, but we're not, we're not talking about those. We're talking about the 62, 16, and 1 subset. Those picks, once again, are Eagles, not Patriots, Eagles tonight, plus 1.5. Then on Saturday, Packers uh, taking the points versus the Jets. Seattle, plus 6 versus the Broncos. The Rams, I think, is plus 6.5 now, not plus 7, but the Rams nonetheless against the Raiders. And then the Niners on Sunday laying the points against the Chargers. That is Dr. Bob's annual 
pre-week two, post-week one preseason NFL trend that has been tried and true. And just, again, remember the disclaimer. Does he expect it to go at a rate of 62-16-1 moving forward? He does not. Um, but yet, every year we come in here and we do it, and it just keeps on hitting home. So even if we hit 3 out of 5 and hit 60%, oh boy, big deal. But that's uh, those are the games again. Eagles, Packers, Seahawks, Rams, and Niners. We'll come back. Fantasy football with Todd Wright next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. As summer heats up, so does the sports betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in MLB, MLS, and more sports from around the globe. And when you register with BetMGM, you also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odd specials from breathtaking goals to colossal homers. The king of sports books takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to betmgm.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to get back up to $1,000 on your very first wager. New customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility, restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Skill Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, I will not be talked off this position. He is the finest radio host, finest sports radio host there ever was. Uh, the host of the legendary All Night with Todd Wright. Now the host of his own podcast, uh, not only the Todd Wright Todd with the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast. 13 episodes already available. A 14th that will be released either today or tomorrow. We'll get the clarification on that. It's the great Todd Wright uh, who will be joining us here momentarily to talk fantasy football with us um, as uh, he looks forward to that uh, for the fantasy football season. And uh, I don't know about you, how your fantasy football participation has, has gone through the years. Mine has dwindled. I used to play in multiple fantasy football leagues. Uh, as I've gotten older, as you know, the years go by, all these different betting vehicles and handicapping contests exist. My fantasy football uh, participation admittedly has, uh, has dwindled through the years, but that doesn't make it a, uh, that doesn't uh, mean that I don't want to talk about it because it is a fascinating thing. And still there are people in this country. Still, there are many people, and I'm talking about uh, uh, friends of mine who are, you know, obviously established in life, who have been very successful in what they've done, and they are still all about fantasy. Like, our three-way text threads are nothing but fantasy talk. Should I start this guy? Should I start that guy? Um, <laughs> what, what, is the, what is the appropriate thing to do with this tight end situation? And it is, uh, it's the kind of mishugas that uh, people are still into, for sure. But it is a massive industry to this day. And uh, Todd Wright, kind enough to uh, to really give us insight on that throughout the football season. And here's the thing about Todd. Throughout the season, he will be happy to answer all of your fantasy questions at Todd Wright uh, Fantasy. Uh, Todd Wright, what is the uh, the email address? Todd Wright uh, at gmail.com. It's Todd Wright uh, fantasy at gmail.com. We'll get the clarification on the email. Um, and once I do, I will let you know that he will answer every one of your questions, every one of them, and he will answer them ad nauseum. Just don't ask him, should I sit or start this player? Has to be more to that question. Um, Todd Wright 
uh, fantasy at gmail.com. We will get the uh, clarification on his email momentarily. But that's the thing for listening to this show. Now, sometimes he will ask you to go listen to his podcast and get a keyword to have uh, those questions answered. But... Um, that would be the least uh, you could do for the generosity because he's really, really uh, verbose in those uh, in those email responses. Uh, he gets them all uh, detailed and really gives you full clarification with the ch- with the intent of you getting a leg up in your particular fantasy league. Uh, also plays a lot of uh, DFS as well, so has DFS advice for those who want to uh, to go down that path as well. Uh, here's the thing. Here's one of the macro pieces of advice that Todd is giving this year for fantasy football and that is that there has been a changing of the guard at the top of fantasy football drafts specifically what he means by that is that in years in recent years gone by um, there have been there has not been an emphasis on drafting quarterbacks in fact the the advice has been to wait to draft a quarterback whether it's Patrick Mahomes or anybody else the advice in years gone by has been to wait to draft a quarterback well uh, Todd believes now that getting a quality quarterback to lead your team is more important than ever and so your thinking should shift on fantasy football uh, the days of not drafting uh, quarterbacks early gone once again and those who wait to draft a quarterback after everyone else does he says are going to regret it that's the thing so drafting a dual threat quarterback this is uh, the words of Todd Wright drafting a dual threat quarterback incredibly important unless you get someone like Aaron Rodgers who he says is going to throw for 40 touchdowns again uh, 40 plus touchdowns and even he gets you a rushing touchdown once every three to six weeks so that's the that's the biggest shift on the top of fantasy football drafts uh, according to uh, to Todd quarterbacks secure one now as far as running backs are concerned uh, the top three running backs in 2020 were behind the top 10 quarterbacks in overall scoring last year so we're talking about uh, Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry the top three running backs in 2020 were behind the top 10 quarterbacks in overall scoring of those top three running backs of those top three running backs none of them played in a conference championship game uh, Todd points out as well as we still effort to get Todd um, additionally none of them none of those running backs played behind a quarterback we're talking about the top three Kamara Cook and Henry none of them played behind a quarterback who was a dual threat quarterback either so his advice do not draft running backs who play behind a dual threat quarterback because the amount of red zone touches decreases significantly there was a huge drop off he says from the top three running backs to the rest of the top 10 and McCaffrey Barkley and Elliott obviously did not make the top 10 last year um just some quirks then around the league of certain players being drafted in fantasy uh there was a there the only thing worse he says than the Raiders adding Kenyon Drake to hurt Josh uh, Josh Jacobs uh, touches was Urban Meyer drafting a running back in the first round when he had the number four running back in all of fantasy football last year um, so Raiders folks considering drafting Josh Jacobs or Kenyon Drake keep that in mind with the Las Vegas Raiders now as far as Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb with the Cleveland Browns they finished number nine and ten in running back scoring settings at least uh, in Todd Wright's running back scoring settings Chubb missed a month with an injury um, and as he said many times, do not hesitate to uh, roster and play either of them, Chubb or Hunt. 
Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski knows what he's doing in Cleveland, which is also why, by the way, the Vikings are simply a uh, fantasy football team with Kirk Cousins at this point, uh, counting $45 million against the 2022 cap. Uh, of the top 10 wide receivers in fantasy drafts this year, the top 10 wide receivers from last year, I should say, um, again, per Todd Wright, none of them uh, changed teams this offseason. None of them did. They're all with their same ball clubs. Only Calvin Ridley, who was the number four rated wide receiver last year, and Allen Robinson, who was rated number 10, uh, seem to have any question marks from that group as uh, Ridley obviously loses Julio Jones across the field from him. Robinson will change quarterbacks. Um, far as the Chiefs, even though they lost the Super Bowl, Tyreek Hill, the uh, the Tyreek, remember Todd had this thing, there was a Tyreek Hill game versus the Travis Kelsey game. The Chiefs seemed to, uh, to toggle back and forth between those two things. That sort of disappeared last year. Hill was the number one wide receiver. Kelsey was the number one tight end playing with Mahomes, who was the number two quarterback. So you really can't go wrong, obviously, with that. It used to be a thing where you sort of had to uh, try to determine if it was a Hill game or a Kelsey game. Uh, only Hill and uh, Devontae Adams of Green Bay outscored Travis Kelsey when all was said and done last year when comparing wide receivers directly to tight ends. Uh, the only other tight end who finished in the top 33 of all fantasy uh, scoring last year of wide receiver uh, tight end scoring was Darren Waller of the Raiders. So outside of Kelsey, it was Waller all the way uh uh, in the top, those are the only two in the top 33, and then it was uh, out of that little subset. So the Kittle injury obviously impacting that uh, George Kittle with the uh, Niners because he would have been top of the board as well. Um, but every fantasy position had at least one huge injury last year. So last year was this very sort of peculiar fantasy year. Dak Prescott at quarterback, obviously, with the Cowboys. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley at running back uh, with the Panthers and Giants, respectively. And then, of course, Michael Thomas at wide receiver with the Saints. So this is sort of the other thing that's been impacting fantasy football. Just the the injuries to elite players, like with the NBA this past year. Was that a one-off thing? Can we expect more of that? Or was that just an anomalous year last year? Uh, um, in fact, if we went down, getting back to the tight end stuff, if we went down the uh, the tight end <laughs> the tight end list, the eighth best fantasy tight end last season was Jonu Smith, remember of the Titans last year, now with the New England Patriots. The eighth best fantasy tight end, Jonu Smith, was outscored by 40 wide receivers. So that sort of plays into the Todd Wright theory, if you've heard him on this show before, where Todd Wright um, has always said in his fantasy drafts he wants to abolish the tight end because there's just so few elite and then it's the massive drop-off uh, after that. Um, some of the random names that scored roughly as many points as uh, fantasy tight end number eight, John U. Smith, just to drive the, home, drive the point home uh, just one last step even further. Uh, Tim Patrick, Christian Kirk, Adrian Peterson, Leonard Fournette, and even, even Tony Pollard. So again, uh, just some thoughts. I think the biggest macro thought on all of that, again, is the notion that for so many years in fantasy football, uh, emphasis was on drafting running backs. you got to get the elite running backs at the top of the draft. you got to do that. And then now with all the injuries and all these sort of drop-offs of the Zeke Elliotts of the world, now uh, you got to get the elite quarterback. Like that sort of shifted upward. You must get yourself an elite quarterback at the top of the draft. That's the main quirk in that thinking. We'll uh, effort to get Todd right back uh, on the show uh, at another time to uh, give further thoughts on the matter. But uh, that is uh, just some opening thoughts about fantasy football this year. If you are if you are one that still does that kind of thing. 
Um, we'll come back. We'll talk to Bill Krakenberger. We'll do it on scripted. Once again, the pro football uh, preseason picks and the tennis picks for today if you want some action on the show. By the way, no MLB brain dead parlay for me uh, today. Not not uh, pulling the trigger on that. But let's uh, let's flash those picks up once again in tennis. Jesse Pagula is the pick. She's minus 112 right now. Got her at plus 114 last night. I'd still play her at minus 112. Wouldn't let it get past minus 120, though. And Petrik Vitova at minus 101. You can even get her more favorably at plus 102. Those are about midday today. Fitova taking on Anjabur. And then on the football side, again, the Dr. Bob a trend picks in football. The Eagles tonight, plus one and a half against the Patriots. The Packers, plus two against the Jets. Tomorrow, uh, pardon me, on Saturday, these three. Packers, plus two against the Jets. Seattle, plus six against the Broncos. Rams, plus seven against the Raiders. And then on uh, Sunday, the 49ers, giving four and a half against the Chargers. Remember, 62-16 in one trend. That's what all those apply to. In the case of the Seahawks and the Rams, a 23-3 trend. Unscripted with Crackman next. Numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.